Welcome to my award-winning podcast, Brilliant Brains and Beautiful Minds. I'm your host, Melanie Burnicle. Today, we're chatting all things breast cancer. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month in Australia, and we're here to help you become a little bit more aware of your breasts. <laughs> We've got a great interview with the amazing Dr. Sanjay Warrior, who's a specialist breast oncologist, talking and giving some really great advice on how you can really empower yourself to be able to check yourself, screen yourself, and what to do if something doesn't feel right within your own body. Please welcome Dr. Sanjay Warrior. Thanks for having me, Mel. I really oh. appreciate it. Yeah, I'm grateful for your time. I know you've just finished up in surgery, so you probably want to eat or something. So I'm grateful that you're spending the time with me. I'm fasting. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask a little bit of your history and your background? You're a breast oncologist and an oncoplastic surgeon? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I can definitely go into what that is. Um, what it means is my primary focus has been treating breast cancer patients as a surgical doctor. And then outside of that, the training has included using plastic surgical techniques to make sure that the aesthetic outcomes for someone going through breast cancer treatments is appropriate. I think in the past, focus used to be just on making sure that we remove the breast. And the dogma was that, um, meaning the breast tissue, the dogma was you'll be okay as long as you, you survived the cancer diagnosis. And I think the onus these days is also on making sure that quality of life indicators such as aesthetics is appropriate for even after a breast cancer diagnosis. What sort of led you down this path in your career? Yeah, it's an interesting story. I come from a family of doctors. I went through medicine. I've got an identical twin brother and we both went that way but I when I was a registrar I really enjoyed working with women and I think the thing about it for me was they were very grateful I found it very rewarding I seemed mm. to get on quite well and so of the surgical specialty it seemed to really attract my attention the most and then um, from there I really liked the outcomes generally associated with breast cancer as well and then the aesthetic component which was the reconstructive components really um, added another component to it as well. Amazing. Yeah. So one thing I've been learning from doing this, this actual particular interview is that there are many different types of breast cancer. Roughly like how many different types are there? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. And if we talk from a pathology perspective, meaning when, our, when we're looking under the microscope, in big terms, we talk about two structural types and in, we talk about a ductal type and a lobular type as the, the structural types of breast cancer. But in terms of what it means from a treatment perspective, biologically, we talk about the hormonal type. So there'll be one is an estrogen receptor positive tumor, which we call a hormone positive tumor. Another one is a receptor within the nucleus of the cancer, which we call a HER2 positive tumour. Okay. And then the third type, which in terms of treatments that makes a difference, is one that doesn't have the oestrogen receptor or the progesterone receptor or the HER2 receptor. And that's known as a triple negative or basal-like breast cancer. Right. So and is that the one where it's normally a, generally a genetic pass down? Yeah, so generally with a triple negative, it is an alarm signal to assess to make sure there is not a genetic predisposition. 
with Breast Cancer Awareness Month, obviously like, you know, trying to make the effort to go and get checked. Can you tell me why it's important to try and pick this up early? Yeah, 100%. I would start that we're doing generally well when it comes to breast cancer because we have screening programs in place, but it's not perfect. And yep. the reality is that we all, and I probably see that cosm of patients, if we look, we've had over 15,000 diagnoses, about 10% are less than 40. So it's not that just because you're old, you're going to develop breast cancer. We know that there is a proportion that get it less than 40. And yep. Based on that, I think it is important to be empowered and to have an idea of how your body is. And to know that, you need to know what your body usually feels like. And um, then on the back of that, you can then have an idea of when there are appropriate changes happening. I actually am probably more in the pro-advocate for assessing self-checks. And then on the back of that, then if you notice a change, seeing your GP. Okay. A simple way of approaching it would be look, look, lift, feel. So you look at the breast yeah. um, and assess just so you've got an idea and then lift your arm up and support with the other. So lifting the arm up, yep. so lifting, and then you'll be able to see underneath and then feel with the other, other hand, essentially. So it's a catchy way, look, lift, feel, of just remembering, okay, an approach to... Um, just to self-examination yeah outside of self-examination a a massive component of us picking up breast cancers is getting what the government has already which is a screening program and it's optional from 40 and it's recommended strongly from 50 and that's every two years it's a program that goes through basic imaging in the form of a mammogram but it, it will essentially pick up a lot of the early breast cancers. These services are Medicare as well, which we're very lucky that our government provides this. It's fantastic. And the reason that it's important is because if we pick up a cancer earlier, Mm. then the types of treatment that that lady has to go through could potentially be a lot less. It It may involve not having chemotherapy. It may involve a very small operation if we pick up the changes earlier and then proceed from there. And what are the chances when you're picking up something, you know, in the earlier diagnosis of getting the all clear compared to later in in the different stages? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very important question. I think it is important not to neglect symptoms because that is when there can be involvement of the lymph nodes or spread throughout the body. Can I ask you, sorry to stop you there, but what are some symptoms? Like what would people think would be a symptom rather than just your hormonal craziness that I get? And and it is is important to at this point probably mention that a lot of the symptoms in the breast are not breast cancer. In fact, a lot of the breast pains we see, a lot of the swellings in the breast, nipple discharge, which is um, secretions through the nipple that we see are not breast cancer. They're actually benign changes or right. non-cancerous changes and a lot of our pe- the people we see are actually re- reassuring patients doing the appropriate investigations and letting them know that everything's okay and these are normal changes within the breast but it, if you notice changes in the breast it is important to see a health professional uh, breast cancer can present in any way so if you do notice changes i i actually would recommend seeing somebody for just to make sure that it's okay yeah with regards to the common 
um, symptoms we see with breast cancer, it's not uncommon for there not to be pain associated with the lump. Right. But just because a lump is painful doesn't mean it can't be breast cancer as well. So okay. I think it is important to be investigated. Yeah. And can I ask you something as well? I've heard a few stories where people have gone for scan and nothing's actually come up. But someone like myself who does have the lumpy breast tissue and then noticing that one side's getting bigger and, you know, and then there is a lot of pain associated with that. Would you advise maybe go and get a second check? The lumpy breast tissue, like... Sometimes I just can't, I can't tell by feeling because it literally can go up and down at whatever time of the month. And, and, you know, it's really hard for me to actually feel, but noticing that there's a slight change and one side's getting a lot bigger and, you know, things like that. Would you think, okay, go and get like a second opinion? It is difficult because it's a difficult question to answer because it depends on the degree of expertise of the person you're seeing sometimes, how much are they seeing? And the reason I say that is it, there is a small proportion of patients that present with normal imaging that may have something that is concerning. And yeah. it is important to understand when to appropriately escalate that. And how we sometimes do that as a specialist is if a mammogram doesn't show the changes that we see. And these days, if we are doing a mammogram, our, our tendency is to do a 3D mammogram known as tomosynthesis. And the reason, if I go into a bit more detail about that, it's, it's because when, you, when we're reading a mammogram, when we look at the breast tissue, it's a component of collagen and, and fat. And the collagen can present as whiteness on, if it's particularly dense on the mammogram. Right. And, and trying to predict which area of whiteness is actually because of a cancer and what's the baseline whiteness can make it difficult to, to actually see on a normal mammogram. So using a 3D mammogram, which is now a lot of the centers are doing, we known as tomosynthesis, we are able to discern between normal breast tissue and abnormal breast tissue easier. And then the other thing is ultrasound. So ultrasound is a different modality where we actually, uh, it is operator dependent, so there, it is important to know who the ultrasonographer is and the fact that they are actually good at looking at breasts. Yeah. And um, with regards to, again, they will see, there are specific characteristics we will see on the ultrasound that tell us, okay, this is a concerning lump versus a non-concerning lump. Great information because sometimes you think, yeah. okay, one, you know, you don't want to be, you know, oh, you know, in a panic, but also you need to know that, okay, who's looking after you? And like you were saying yeah. in the beginning, just be becoming really aware of what's normal for you and yeah. what's not normal. And if you can't tell, then, you know, go and do something about it. And what we do sometimes on top of that is if we, we have any doubts and it's a particularly dense breast, I'll also do an MRI for certain right. women. And that, that's, not a, that's not a structural test. It's a functional test. So it in, involves, it's another way of getting an idea of what's actually happening within the breast. So if you imagine what we're doing with imaging, we're yep. basically looking from the outside using different modalities to work out without tissue what's actually happening in there. So That's the more information we get, the, yes. more, the more accurate it will be. But often pathology is the most accurate way. 
That's great. Like it's, it's amazing where we're at and the success rate that you have in being able to treat breast cancer in a lot of the different stages, but especially if you're catching it early, how much of a difference it will make. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you find the majority of your patient patients are catching it earlier or are they sometimes in disbelief that it's actually happened to them being that is it is the stats one in five am i correct around that like it's about one in seven to eight if you think about it if we if we put our seven best friends in a room it's it's a lifetime risk which is hard to get your head around but it it means that someone's going to get breast cancer in a lifetime comparatively which which is powerful it is Mm -hmm. the commonest type of female cancer it is important that there is awareness and it's great that we do have these sort of campaigns in October. The reason it is important is when we look at females in general, they're often the nucleus of the family. It impacts everybody, whether it's a mother, daughter, grandmother, yep. you know, like it, it impacts everybody essentially. And it, it's great when we're able to pick, pick these diagnoses up early. Yeah. With regards to, um, how patients present. There, there is a lot of them who are now presenting earlier because they're having the appropriate screening, but it's not uncommon for me to see, and I'm, I'm obviously seeing a, a lot of these patients, but um, to, see, to see patients who are less than 40 who presented with alarm thinking they, they won't develop breast cancer before they're, they're 40. Mm. And it's not to scare people, which is the, or, but it's just to be aware that if you notice a symptom, that it is important to go and see someone. Would you encourage young women from the age of, I guess, late teens to start really observing themselves from then? Because you still possibly could be still developing as well, but just... Yeah, it is a balancing act. I think having some awareness that it isn't important to have an idea what your breasts feel like, having... it. The good thing with um, being around that age is you can actually ingrain certain habits in so that that's the beauty around education around that age which i actually feel with time will be part of hopefully part of the education that that's cool yeah yeah it is fantastic yeah there's no doubt it's a difficult time they're going through changes and body body issues at that stage but like at the same time it's a it is a good idea to you know, just make them aware that this is important lifelong. Yeah, I think that's great. And look, we know this affects a lot of women, In but is there a, a larger percentage of men now showing up with breast cancer as well, or is it still? It, it's probably not a larger percentage, but it, it is one in a hundred. So wow. we do see, we do that's see. still quite a big. Yeah, it is. I'm still seeing not uncommonly male breast cancers. And when they present, it's not uncommon for them to present late because they just think they can't get breast cancer. Yeah. Again, it comes down if you're noticing something or if you have breast tissue as a male, just be mindful of that. It's worth getting it checked out. And would they still do the look, lift and feel? I mean, if they notice any symptoms in their breast, like, or in their chest wall, just get it checked out. And that's been my recommendation essentially. Yeah. With a lot of your patients, obviously you've seen so many over the years as well, but when they've had like the double mastectomy, how, how many women really do want to sort of see the, their bodies go back to pre-cancer as part of the healing process? I, I guess with any sort of traumatic diagnosis, 
there is an adjustment period relating to you're not going to be exactly the same as yeah. you were prior to going through whatever that experience is in life. And um, breast cancer is one of those things. But with people having double mastectomies, I think the onus, we've definitely gotten better with our aesthetics relating to reconstructive surgery. And I think the onus is as the surgeons to try and set our expectations high, but also give our patients a realistic idea of what, they, what we can achieve with reconstructive surgery. But yeah. having said that, I, I, I do think that with the ability to preserve the skin envelope these days, that the type of reconstruction, it, they are really good results these days. Yeah, it's really quite amazing with some of the people that I've had the privilege of chatting to recently, just sort of seeing, you know, their change and just going through. And then, yeah, it's, it's been remarkable. And one of the women I interviewed just she said to me, she wasn't really aware that she was missing something like it. She was like, you know what? I'm alive. I feel great. And, I, yeah. and then you know, she went through with the last part of the procedure. She'd had like, the skin's been stretched and, you know, put the implants in mm -hmm. and she'd been through the whole process twice. And it was really remarkable that for her, the final stage was having the nipple 3D tattooed because she'd had the twist done the first time around and they couldn't do it this time. But she yeah. didn't realise until she was having the tattooing that is this like final little bit oh you know and she, she said i wasn't even aware that it was it had a mental effect on me until i saw the difference and then felt my internal shift yeah it's finding that balance between not pushing someone into something yeah. but definitely from the patients that we've seen that have gone through the whole whole stages and those that have had to remove the nipple and had it reconstructed mm -hmm and then tattooed like by going through all the phases they're generally a lot happier i think with any form of trauma um you know it's a very unique process mentally for the individual and i'm sure 100%. you see that every day yeah it is you're going through phases of grief potentially with a diagnosis at the start there's shock there can be some anger in there and it is up to like as a treating professional to understand that the person you're seeing is going through that and work with them around the best treatment options moving forward. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has just been, you know, such a, it's so great to speak to you who's a professional in, you know, this part because to get your advice and, you know, things that just make me think, and I think it's really great. I think what you're doing is fantastic because it's just awareness, which is the key. And it, it allows somebody out there to just think, Hey, I've had this small, Thing that's been bothering me and then they go and see their gp yeah that's, that's fantastic and we are so lucky in this country you know if you can't afford to go to a private gp there's medicare available as well so Absolutely. there's so much free yeah. offering for yeah. you to be able to get checked have a free mammogram with the breast screens you know there's so much available to you where you don't have to lay out you know thousands of dollars to go and get yourself checked exactly if we had sort of one piece of advice for all the women out there and men for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, what would be that one little key thing for today? Yeah, without scaring people, I guess I guess the one key thing would be just the, the thinking that I, it's not going to be me sort of scenario because life is full of unexpected um, things and ultimately if you notice any symptoms, please see a doctor. It, it's yeah. very simple, but keep it yeah. up.
Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time, Sanjay. And for everyone listening as well, we'll have all of Sanjay's details up on the website. If you did want to chat with Sanjay himself, you can send an email or pick up the phone and talk to his officers. But thank you so much for your time, Sanjay. I'm really, really appreciative and grateful knowing that you've got a busy day of surgery and you fit me in. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mel, for chatting with us. Really appreciate it. Amazing. Thank you. For more information on today's episode, head over to beautyvossbusiness.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this special episode of Brilliant Brains and Beautiful Minds. I'm Melanie Vernicle. Till next time.